0: Recycle everywhere Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where
1: you build with confidence.
2: Well, it was a beauty, wasn't it, Doug Brown? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I was just remarking on how well said that was by you down the stretch. That was, uh, it's almost a loss for words how dramatic that was down to the wire that game and, uh, them going for it. You know, they started that march down there. Yeah. They decided it was three down territory. There was just over three minutes left in this game. And Saskatchewan was like, hey, we're probably never going to get another opportunity through this football. And they just went after it, right? And yeah. uh, my goodness, how many third down <laughs> conversions, right? They got the first two. Yeah. And then I think it was the third one where they had that uh, that pass breakup. Yeah. And uh, wow, in uh, pushed right to the wire. Right, what a what a bizarre game with uh, a fantastic outcome, obviously for Winnipeg. But did they ever have to scratch, kick, and claw to get this one, and, and just to drag it out of the gutter and uh, and uh, clean it off and uh, march their way to victory?
1: It was kind of redemption for Nick Taylor too. He was beaten on the long touchdown by Duke Williams. He was beaten here on the long one that kept that Saskatchewan late drive alive, and he came in and broke up the and they the went last after him like, again down yeah, they here, did. right? Yeah. So. And he's had a good year. He's been solid back there all season long. And one of the, that one catch by Williams, there's not much he could do about that. He, You know, the ball was underthrown, and DBs are helpless in a situation like that. But he came through big at the end. Kind of fitting that the bomber defense would make the play that sort of cinched the game, isn't it?
2: Well, because, you know, they're, they're the unit that kept this game manageable. When there was – they had to defend against six turnovers, right? They yep. had to be on the field uh, a lot more than they otherwise would have had – Winnipeg been maximizing and scoring on the, all their early opportunities and chances. It's like I said, it's one thing to have turnovers, it's another thing to do it when you're knocking on the door, mm-hmm. when you, you're about to go in the end zone and I mean, we're talking about 14 point swings that happened in this game, right? Yeah. When when you throw into the end zone and and it gets brought out and then the the fumble on the one- or two-yard line, and and they score off of that. That is a 14-point swing right there. So it was the defense that that kept this game manageable, kept the Bombers within striking distance, and then uh, the offense put it together in the second half.
1: There's all sorts of turning points and different times in the game where you – the, the ebb and flowed back and forth, and I think about that play where Leggio faked the punt, looked like he did it on his own. I don't know if Mike O'Shea will tell us the, the real scenario there. Uh, and then Saskatchewan missed the field goal, right? Yeah. They were wide on a 31-yard field goal, which Lowther would rarely miss, and it's brought out to the 40-yard line. That was a big turning point, really. Yeah,
2: there there was a ton of them. There were, there were so many. I, we need to find out what happened, really, on, on that punt, because if you look at the the body language right of, of legio he's hesitating and he's looking to the sideline. Like he wants a cue or yep. some sort of a, a go ahead or a signal as to what he's supposed to do in this scenario. And a lot of times, you know, in uh, fake punt issues, there'll be a look that you're identifying a player is walking off somebody or there's an opening or they're dropping back. They're cheating in a way where you get an automatic from the coach saying, "Hey, if you see this happen in a game, if right. you get this look, you take it." And I think he wasn't sure on what he was seeing on the football field, and I think he was indecisive over over whether what he was intended to do on this play, because I think he got the look that they wanted, but uh, you know you got to act decisively in there, and that that situation almost cost him as well.
1: Yeah, that was a weird one, and uh, it looked like it might be, a, again, a scenario where it, it would cost the Bombers big time, but they kept overcoming yeah. these uncharacteristic mistakes. And really in weather like this, Doug, uh, turnovers, fumbles are not unusual. It's yeah. un- I think it's unusual for the Bombers to do it as often as they did, but that's what happens in cold weather.
2: Yeah, and and you know they were unfortunate in the sense that Saskatchewan also fumbled the ball they put yep. the ball on the deck what, what do we say three times but they recovered, recovered them all yeah. all of them themselves right and that was just a a fortunate scenario that the bombers weren't able to do at it all it's one thing if you put it on the deck you get it you get another chance if you get it back right and it just so happens that every time the the bombers uh didn't have uh, a good ball security Saskatchewan took advantage of that and And Saskatchewan, though, where it was able to hang on to all of the mistakes they made. So that's really compounded errors right over time in this game.
1: You know, let's say a word about the Riders. I know Cody Fajardo gets a lot of criticism in Saskatchewan, but boy, he played well today. 19 of 27, 265 yards. He played tough. Uh, He took some big hits, but uh, he kept them in there the whole game, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he sure did, and he didn't make mistakes to the degree that he did in Calgary, Mm -hmm. uh, against Calgary the previous week, so he was, uh, yeah, he was very game for them, um, you know, leading the charge down there in the fourth quarter, and uh, he had it within himself, he surprised us in the the second half, leading touchdown drives, right, we we finally saw the Bombers get together and, and take the lead, what did he do? You know, he took it right back from them, right? So yep. he didn't—he uh, didn't give up an inch, and uh, he had a much better performance in this game than he did in the semifinal.
1: You know, I don't know how we can explain what Andrew Harris did today.
2: <laughs> really, it doesn't make a lot of sense, really, because he's been off for so long—seven weeks—and—and uh, and we saw, you know, when he got hurt in training camp, and he started playing late in the a late start in the regular season. It took him time to get back into to high gear and full yep. stride. And yet somehow in this game, he just walked in like he played last week and that he was 29 years old. You know, it was it was incredible how he contributed and how he got that ground game going.
1: 23 carries for 136 yards. And, you know, all week long we said, look, if he can't play, they've got Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augusty. They're good backs. Everything will be okay. But Andrew Harris is a different He's a different player.
2: Well, he rises to the moment, yeah. right? And uh, there's nothing bigger than this. And uh, he's a guy who doesn't shy away from that opportunity or challenge. He he relishes it, right? He's a guy like Adam Big Hill who wants to be mm. in a pressure key scenario in a moment where he has an opportunity to to put his make his mark on the outcome of this game. And Andrew Harris had some runs there that were really the catalyst for a lot of these Bomber drives. They had bad things happen to them. The one consistent thing we saw offensively in this game was Andrew's ground game, right? Even when everything else was going wrong, even Mm -hmm. after the sixth turnover, right? What was the one positive that this offense could really count on that kept them going was his ground attack and the success they had running the football. I really think he was the consistent spark that helped this offense get back in this game.
1: Post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Build with confidence. We're waiting to hear from the Bomber locker room. They're a little late getting in there, obviously. They're out on the field celebrating and the trophy presentation, but we'll get to them uh, very shortly. The Bombers defeat Saskatchewan in a West final that will be long remembered. (laughs) 21-17, the final. You're listening to Recycle Everywhere, Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the postgame show, Bob Irving, Doug Brown. We're joined by who? If it was a three-star selection, this guy would be the first star. Andrew Harris, 23 carries, 136 yards. Andrew, how did you do it?
3: Oh man, I I just felt, uh, you know, some some of the playoffs um, just uh, gets me going, puts a little little spark, a little bit of extra energy, a little more enthusiasm, um, you know, a little more focus, and and I you know I felt that all all the way through today um you know we we gave the ball away too many times in the first half there and it was a little frustrating but uh you know our defense flexed on the second half and we we're able to um you know chew up some yardage in the in the run game and you know make some big plays and some big catches and finally punch it in there in the third so um you know i i thought our thought our defense uh you know kept us in it and offensively we got to be we got to be a lot better in that uh next week for sure
1: okay now you explained that the playoffs get you fired up but how, when you don't run for almost seven weeks, how do you go out and play like that?
3: I don't know. I mean, uh, I've been doing lots of stuff behind closed doors here, just uh, working with Alan Braden and, and the rest of the training staff here and um, just making sure that, uh, you know, when I when I was out there, when I finally got a chance to get out there, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't miss a step, wouldn't miss a beat, and uh, they did a great job. Um, you know, there was, it, was, it was definitely tough mentally, just, uh, you know, I never had to deal with uh, injuries really like this before in my career, and um, definitely something that's... Uh, was a challenge for me and um you know but kudos to those guys for 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 keeping me keeping me uh, on the straight and narrow and, and 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 getting myself in shape for for a big game today.
2: Andrew at, at halftime you guys are down by three you've committed five turnovers a lot of them were 14 point swings where you're about to score in the end zone they go back the other way how did the offense get it together what did you guys decide in that locker room that that changed things coming out in the second half?
3: i think we all just looked around and realized that this wasn't us i mean uh, we we're shooting ourselves in the foot and you know we were in the doorstep a bunch of times there and and coughed it up and um you know that that game would have been a whole lot different if we didn't have those turnovers so um but again i mean uh, we haven't faced adversity like this um you know really all year and right. i thought that we really stuck together as a as, as a unit and as a family as a brotherhood and again i'm really proud of proud of the guys for for that effort and and uh and be able to, to to overcome it
1: i don't know if you got a, a good look at two of the catches that were made one was by kenny law oh, yeah. falling back reaching up and then darvin yeah. uh stretching out and i mean cold weather those are tough catches to make aren't they
3: absolutely i mean those guys are big time players and, and big time players make big time plays and big time games so i mean those those guys really uh really uh, we have, we have all, all our guys on offense have capabilities of doing that and uh that's a luxury we have on our team and our offense and You know, it was just great to see um, those guys step up and make those plays. And you know, anyone can get called on to make a catch like that or a play like that. That's the beauty of our team and our offense. And uh, you know, it's just happy that those guys were able to bring those those catches in and make those plays.
2: Hey, Andrew, any other any other defense in this league? You know, are they are you guys able to survive having six turnovers? I don't think so.
3: No, I don't think so. I mean, our defense was lights out, and uh, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback. You know, they stymied their run game for the most part there, and. You know had made some big plays breaking up passes and um, you know that's that's the luxury of us you know we were able to do that we, that's, that's definitely not uh, anything you want to draw up or, or, or plan for but uh, when it does happen it's nice to know that you have a defense that can, that can that can back you up
1: Andrew finally I know how satisfying the Grey Cup win was last year now you're going back again after this
3: hard-fought battle where,
1: where does this kind of rate in the great things that have happened in your career?
3: Well, the the journey not uh, not done yet, but um, I mean, I think um, for me, it's uh, again, like I said, mentally this year has, has been really tough, and. Um but uh, you know, just staying locked in and, and having my teammates you know kind of keep me um, you know feeling like you know a part of it sometimes you're hurt and you're missing lots of games, you kind of feel like you're not part of the team and uh, I felt like my teammates really kept me in um you know the co- the coaching staff and, and, and the training staff has kept me in it and uh, you know I'm just just proud of proud to be part of this team and, and this family and um, we really 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 truly look after each other in you know, in all facets so um you know again, the journey's not done yet, so ask me after uh, after after next week.
1: We'll see you in Hamilton. Thanks, Andrew. Hey,
3: hey, Bob, just want to say congratulations, man. It's uh, It's been a pleasure working with you and, and, and having, you, having you call. And um, your voice is legendary. And, and just want to say congratulations on an amazing career. And and uh, it's, like I said, it's been a pleasure pleasure having you around and, and working with you. So God bless you, man, and uh, all the best in what's next.
1: Yeah, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it. Andres of the Blue Bombers, huge game tonight. Uh, he scored a, a touchdown, but it's, uh, I don't know, a lot of those are runs, Doug, and we've watched it over and over and over again. And yet, so we're not surprised or amazed by it, uh, but he just has this incredible vision and the ability to bounce off people and gain an extra four or five yards, play after play after play.
2: And it was ball security too, right? Yeah, he of course. Did, didn't yeah. put it in, in a night where everybody took a turn, you know, dropping the ball or dropping a pass or turning it over or something like that. He was a one constant, and then that security wasn't in quiet. I mean, the hits he takes, he, he's taking shots every single direction, right? Twisting, mm. turning, falling forward, the acrobatics that are going on. You, you felt on a day like today, if anybody was going to put it on the ground, it would have been your running back, right? But uh, excellent ball security and, and just the will, right? It was just a will game for him where his, yeah. his desire and, and effort to succeed just uh, just took over. These are kind
1: of the stories, I think, that make sports so cool, Because 30 minutes before the game or an hour before the game, we don't even know if he's going to play, right? I thought there was no way.
2: Because he didn't, you know, he had that one game a full, no matter how he looked in that one practice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he was limited and he's not practicing in other practices. So you're like, well, he's not gonna play if, if he can't if he can't recover from that, right? And, yeah, and then wow. he comes out and has a performance like this. It's, it's just you didn't expect to see that.
1: Another great bomber performer tonight is defensive end Jackson. Jeff code is good enough to join us on our postgame show. Jackson, we're talking about Andrew Harris and uh, the game he had, sort of coming out of sick bay or however you want to describe it. Give us your thoughts on number thirty
4: three. Man, that dude is just a competitor. He's just a – he works his butt off. He's he grinds it's just it's just fun to see he's a guy that like i've seen before that people have said it, it just, you just feed off of him you just feed off of him you just want to be great we've how great he can be have you ever been
1: uh, i know the game in 2019 was a hard-fought battle in the west final have you ever been in a more tense uh, final game than this one?
4: Oh, it was a, it's a big time one that's a big time one it was it was fun this is this is an intense game uh Man, I was just happy to pull out, pull out the win. We knew we could do it. We, we we didn't even. There was no doubt in our minds when we came into the locker room for halftime. We just we knew we needed to play cleaner. That you got my back mentality you guys have.
2: I mean, this in in my mind, this Western final was all about the defense having the back of the offense. When they turned the ball over six times, and yet there was only a three point score differential. You know, you guys just rallied and had the back of the offense and gave them time to stay in this game until they got things right. How do you feel about that? You must be really proud of being part of a defense that, that pulled that off tonight. Man, it's just how
4: our defense is. I mean, we gave up some stuff that we shouldn't have given up as a defense. And we're going to go back and look at that on the film. But, like, yeah, we got our offenses back. If they're not playing their best game, we know we got to step up and do do more for them. And they'll do the same thing for us. I mean, that we just play complementary football I mean we got all three units our defense offense and special teams we're trying to get it
1: there really is a special chemistry on this team isn't there Jackson
4: yes there is I mean we love each other and that's what we play for we play for the love of one another and like we're like brothers and like you, you're not gonna let anybody get after your brother and, and pu- pu- try to push your brother around or anything like that yeah and if one side on the, if your brother's not doing well you want to pick up the slack.
1: How about a shout-out to the Bomber fans? They were pretty special today, too, weren't they?
4: Man, they came loud and proud. I appreciate it. Loudest fans in the CFL, yeah. no question. And, and we have the best. We have the best. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: Thanks, Jackson. Appreciate it.
4: Hey, Bob, thank you, man. And I appreciate you for your dedication to the CFL. You meant a lot to the Bombers and the CFL, and happy retirement.
1: Thank you, Jackson. I'll see you in Hamilton, though. I'm going to be at the Grey Cup. Oh,
4: you better be. Yeah, <laughs> you better be.
1: <laughs> you bet. Thanks, Jackson. All right. Jackson, Jeff Cota, the Blue Bombers will come back. The Bombers win 21-17 in the West Final. You're listening to Recycle Everywhere Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Well, Doug Brown, our drive of the game for the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park has to be the one that produced the winning touchdown by Sean McGuire, and that's the one where Darvin Adams made that sensational catch on the throw from Zach Calaris down the middle. And so that's our drive of the game for the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. And now our coach's comments brought to you by Independent Jewelers, Winnipeg's luxury jewelry store since 19. 19- Thirty-seven, Mike O'Shea with us. Uh, I don't know, Mike, you made it a little more difficult than it had to be, didn't you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we did. How, how, was, how was that call, Bob? Did, oh, man. Did you do well? I was freaking out. <laughs> I, I was losing it at the end. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was. This is the kind of thing that uh, makes people who do what I do excited and uh, jacked up. But tell us about how you feel about the way your team showed its resilience tonight.
5: Well, I, I don't. I don't know that it took a lot um, obviously th- they did show good resilience um, you know the reality is we go in at half we're, we're only down by three after giving the ball away that many times we've been down by three before you know it just this way was a little more frustrating and as long as the guys just focus on the fact uh, that we were just down by three and to clean up the game um, then I, I, I was pretty sure we were going to end up on the right end of the score. But, um, you know, these things tend to frustrate people, and um, I thought our guys handled it really well. I thought the temperature of the locker room was pretty damn good at halftime and um, their resolve and the resiliency to come out and, and play a
2: good second half and um, end up winning the game. Any other defense? Does this offense, you know, this offense doesn't have an opportunity to, to come back after making that, that many mistakes in the first half, don't you think? only being down by three is a huge testament to the yeah. play of the defensive unit. Yeah,
5: and, and I think that's the one of the things that was interesting, right? We just, because of the giveaways, it just didn't feel like good, you know, complimentary three-phase football, right? Like if you, if you just end up kicking those field goals, or you end up punting instead of throwing a couple picks, whatever it is, you let your defense get back out there and work, right? And, um, I mean, this is the first, I would say, for the season, this is the first real real test in terms of adversity mm-hmm. that, that I think we've faced. I know we, we've lost a few games, but this one was was interesting at the half. But once again, if you just focus on the fact that we give the ball away that many times and we're only down by three, it, you know, you, yeah. you should know that we're going to be good.
1: I think yeah. when you turn the ball over six times and still win the game, it says how good your team is, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, and, and how much better we can be. I mean, yeah, you, you know, it's playoff football. People are going to take the ball away. I thought Saskatchewan did a great job. They're very opportunistic. They forced, they forced those takeaways. Um, you know, they stripped the ball a few times, interceptions, good positioning. They played hard. Um, you know, we we most likely won't be on the right side of this scoreboard if we do that again.
2: On that uh, on that punt, there it kind of looked like. Was Mark Lego not sure on terms of his his cues for was it designed to be a fake? No. Was he seeing a look? No, no. We it... were we were trying to because he was looking to the sideline. Yeah, and we, we weren't they had sure too many what was men. going on. Okay, they had too many men. All right,
5: so they had thirteen guys lined up. We knew it. We tried to quick snap them, and then uh, there they also weren't as a guy left. One of the guys left. They left a guy uncovered, which is normally the cue to just give him the ball, right? And uh, it kind of got all mucked up from there. So, um, you know, that's got to be better coaching on my part to give them the scenarios and say, hey, three-phase football, let your defense get out, punt it, and let the defense get out there and work, right?
1: So how do you explain, Mike O'Shea, what Andrew Harris did today?
5: Well, I mean, I know he loves the game, and I know he likes being out there with his
2: teammates, so... Um, I, I think that's probably enough of an explanation. Yeah, <laughs> we were just surprised by the amount of time he'd had off. Yeah, and he was a game day decision, and he didn't. He only made it through one practice. It sounded like this week, yeah. and then all of a sudden he was out there playing like it was a, the second week after the yeah. breakup in 2019.
5: You know, Doug, when you played, you know, in your in the last few years you played, did you really need to practice? <laughs> I don't think you probably did. I think coaches would just be happy to get you out there and let you work right yeah and, I, and you also have to credit al and Braden and al staff i mean just because he wasn't out on the field doesn't mean he wasn't working hard and they you know al takes it so seriously as he should mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to put anybody in jeopardy so he's he's attached to it and he's going to make sure the guy's busting his hump to uh to be able to play for his teammates and do what he wants to do i mean everybody wants to be out on the field
2: that was truly incredible, though, just how he just stepped in there seamlessly and was durable and was explosive, and just it was like he didn't miss a beat, you know. Yeah, he didn't drop off for for no, a moment, you know, a, And that's what that's
5: what a, you know, that's why you got to love vets because um,
2: you really seize the moment. Well, right?
5: yeah, and they, they get it, and and you don't have to practice them all the time. You know, you can you can give them the rest they need.
1: Mike, this is the first time in 28 years that a bomber team has gone to the Grey Cup two years in a row. Huh. That's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd agree. (laughs) Congratulations, Mike. We'll see you in Hamilton. I'll see you tomorrow night for the coaching show. How's that? Perfect. Perfect, Bob. I
5: hope you you enjoyed your call. I really hope you did. What a way to wrap it up. For he, you. Was an,
2: he was an emotional rollercoaster, I'll yeah. tell you, Mike. He was, on, yeah, he was up was, and down. I and was and a little concerned,
5: Mike. <laughs> I was a little concerned at one point, but, well, uh, you know. yeah, Doug, what an honor to sit beside him for this
2: one. Oh, it's, it's yeah. every day. I for, know you for 10 realize years, that. Man, so. it's, but anyway, it's my anyway, street.
1: street. Enough of that. Alright, all right. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Appreciate yep. it. Mike Roche, Coach, Coach, Coach's Comments for Independent Jewelers, Winnipeg's Luxury Jewelry Store since 1937. So I did the drive of the game, and that would be the game-winning drive. We should do the Final numbers for JML Renovations. Uh, Andrew Harris, we talked about, 23 carries, 136 yards. Dembski hit three for 22. Rashid Bailey won for eight. Uh, the Bombers had, well, about 170 yards rushing. Zach Kolaris threw three picks, Doug, but he was 17 of 21, 81% for 229 yards, and he threaded the eye of the needle a few times
2: didn't he so he was either spectacular or he was throwing you know super regrettable passes it yeah. was uh, it was one or the other unfortunately and but the thing we've always remarked about Zach that you know he'll put a ball up for grabs every game granted it got uh, a little more magnified in this game but it never it never affects him going forward right yeah. he's always able to put that ball uh, behind him, and and just play in the moment, right, and not have any any residue on uh, on on what he's doing, footballs he's throwing going forward. So that's a remarkable uh, mental ability to to put put disappointments behind you like that. Yeah. And just sees the next moment in front of you, right?
1: We we use the term, and it's been used many times over the years. Gunslinger. When you talk about a quarterback, and Zach doesn't fit that mode perfectly, I don't think. But that one throw to Lawler down here, and then the one to Dempsky, we talked about fitting into a tight window, and the one to Darvin down the middle. He doesn't back off. So he'd thrown yeah. three picks at that point yeah. in the game. But hey, let's go. Did out it and change it. his approach or let's his nature or it. anything? Yeah. No. no right? right.
2: He knew. He knew what he had to do. You know. Yeah. I, I think uh, he. He was aware he made mistakes, he corrected them, and, yeah. and it did not affect his confidence, in it, especially in his arm. Uh,
1: Nick Dembski had uh, six catches for 51 yards, Bailey three for 56, Kenny Lawler three for 49, Darvin Adams two for 42, Drew Wolitarski two for 22, Andrew Harris one for nine. That's spreading the ball around, and Nick Taylor joins us now on our postgame show. And Nick, we wanted to talk to you because you made the play at the end there that uh, kind of clinched the game. Walk us through that play and, and how it developed. Now, first of all, I just want to thank you. you know, thank you for being around, <laughs> always being a Blue
6: Bomber, you know, and being around with us. I appreciate and, it. And, you know, your last game. Hopefully we send you off, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you, <laughs> I hope yeah, you, you did. It. You did. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you for everything. Man.
1: Thanks, Nick. Uh, what about the play that, with a minute left for you, you broke it up? Um,
6: listen here. I, I was having a. Tough one, a couple of near plays. I think I should have had one earlier on an out route that went for uh, about 70 yards. I don't know how long it was, touchdown. So I'm a little down on myself, but my teammates, you know, keeping me up. They I'm usually always the cheerful one, always the ones that keeping everybody upbeat. So for them to, you know, bring me up when I'm at my lowest moment, that was a good thing. And then another play, they gave Duke another another catch where I thought I was in great position. He gave me a little nudge, and he came back, and they said he caught it. So the last play I know was just third and, you know, short and um, I'm just trying to help the team make a play, you know, and um, I saw it was opportunity. They're coming in too strong, and I just drove as best as I can, saw the ball was there, tried to pick it, hopefully got my hands on it, knock it down, and... Help us get to, you know, where we're trying to go again.
1: You know, you, you talked about the one where Duke Williams gave you a little nudge. We, we thought uh, Michael Shea might challenge that for pass interference. Do, do you think he pushed you enough? That... Um, I think he
6: was talking. I, I, I slightly was on the sideline. I heard him over talking to the uh, referees, and they were like, well, they challenged the play. I mean, well, not they challenged the play, but they looked at the play for everything, I think they said. And they said, well, it was a catch. And since they looked at the catch, it was also that not as pass interference. So mm-hmm. I think that's what I heard. I was trying to eavesdrop. I don't know if I heard everything correctly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he could have challenged because they already looked at the play. So okay. they just we had to just go on and go from there.
2: Yeah. Ever been in a game before where your your offense or your team turns the ball over six times and you 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 come out victorious?
6: Uh, one thing about us, we've been fighting the whole year. We No matter what situation we've been in, like we had Montreal, they had us down, I think going into like third quarter or into the fourth quarter, and we just never panicked. Like we never panicked any situation. So we knew coming into halftime with four turnovers, only down three, and we think we should be up 25 zip or 28, you know, three or something like that. We knew like, okay, we're still in the game. We gotta do like we're gonna make plays, like eventually it's gonna turn around. We're not gonna finish with eight turnovers, so mm-hmm. we're just gonna keep battling and nobody nobody confidence wavered on our team. Like everybody just know that this group through thick and thin, like we're gonna fight for each other and we're gonna come out on top. At least that's the goal.
1: Pretty special group, isn't it?
6: Yes, yeah, it's definitely a special group. Um um I got um, on the play I gave up for a touchdown, they're, they all in my face and they're just telling me, Hey, come on, you know, you've been, you've been the guy for us the whole year. You you know, like we need you, you know, we need that guy that you always been, you know, you, you're always so happy and you're always ready to go. And just come on, man. Like we got your back and we, we know, it's just a one play, you know, yep. but you got to keep fighting through the end of the game. And I was like, okay, I'm here, man. I, I brushed it off after, you know, a couple minutes to, you know, get past it i was like okay let's go yeah
1: hey nick uh, congratulations we'll see you in the great cup in hamilton next week thank
6: you appreciate it man Uh, we really appreciate you Uh, thank thank you you. let's go get another one
1: all right (laughs) nick taylor of the blue bombers uh continuing with the final numbers for jml renovations cody fajardo 19 of 27 265 yards one touchdown no interceptions uh Doug, the Bombers really shut down the running game. William Powell, 11 for 32. Fajardo, 6 for 21. No surprise there that they closed that off.
2: Yeah, and you know, that was such an improvement. Cody knew to come in this game and to have an opportunity against Winnipeg, he couldn't make the mistakes he made against Calgary, right? Right. He knew he wouldn't get that leeway, and uh, he almost pulled it off, right? Like, he didn't have those mistakes. Uh, He played smart football. He didn't turn it over. He he scored and and took advantage of the the few opportunities uh, he had in front of him. But he played the kind of football he needed to play to give them an opportunity to win this game. Sure. And like I say, it came down on the wire here, right? That yeah. that pass breakup um, by uh, by Nick Taylor. That was uh, they were driving to score and if they score a touchdown there, they win this game, right? So that's all you can ask from your quarterback, I think, responding from the Western semifinal to this game. He corrected a bunch of stuff, and I think, you know, hopefully you'll see the same thing from Zach Claris going from this game into the Gray Cup. Obviously, he had some throws he'd he'd want to take back and some moments that he made the wrong throw or the wrong uh, read and the wrong decision, but – he was able to, uh, his teammates supported him, and he was able to pull it out, and, and yep. he gets another opportunity next week. So it would be pretty exciting to see um, them all learn from this experience today and, and what they'll be able to pull off in their in their uh, second cup Duke, opportunity.
1: Duke Williams, four catches, 108 yards for the Riders. Powell, three for 47, and Braden Linius had uh, five catches for 40 yards. we look on the defensive side of things. Adam Big Hill had eight tackles for the Blue Bombers. Brandon Alexander had four. Uh, Jonathan Kongbo had three and a quarterback sack. And the Twin Towers on the defensive ends, Willie Jefferson and Jackson Jeffcoat, Doug, they matched their stats. Two tackles each, two sacks each or one sack each, and one forced fumble each. So a good day's work for those two. The Bombers uh, finished with 402 yards of offense, Saskatchewan 318 Time of possession, 33 and a half to 26 and a half in Winnipeg's favor, and the Bombers hit 26 first downs and the Riders 16. Zach Calaris joins us now on our podium game show to discuss one of the more sensational, dramatic finishes that we've seen in quite a while. It uh, kind of compares to the West Final in 2019, doesn't it, Zach, a little bit?
7: Uh, yeah, I, a little bit, yeah. Um, you know, definitely had some plays that we left out there and, uh, you know, thought we were a much better football team than them so happy to escape there with a victory um it should have been worse
1: when you uh think back to that first drive and you guys looked as sharp as you've ever been and then Dembski's wide open in the end zone and you get that kind of fluky interception and then Walatarski drops one on the two-yard line and away they go and score a touchdown are you, are you starting to wonder if uh, maybe
7: this isn't going to be our day no no we um again and uh Sorry, Bob, I'm chewing food right now. <laughs> That's okay. He's hungry. You're, you're
1: making me hungry.
7: It was no. prosciutto. I, I had to really chew that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, turnovers happen in games. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be some adversity. Um, you know, we, ha- we hadn't faced a lot here down the stretch. And, you know, it, it showed up today uh, in bunches, it seemed like, in the first half. Um, yeah. You know, three interceptions f- from me, um, a couple fumbles, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're losing, and, and, and really there's a huge just swing in points because, you know, a couple of those plays could have been touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we came in at halftime, and I don't think anybody was unaware of our circumstances, you know. we They had five takeaways, and they were only winning by three points, so kind of looked at each other and said, hey, let's just go win this half. Let's go do what we do, protect the football, and put it in the end zone. And, you know, defense kept us in it. <clears throat> Special teams played great all night, and we got out of here with a win. And uh, what an atmosphere, just an amazing atmosphere. Bob, on on, uh, on your last call, I would have been sick to my stomach if we lost that game on your last call. So I'm so, so damn happy we, we won that one. He,
2: he looked a little ill at halftime. <laughs> no, I, right, I was I'll okay, right now. I was okay at well. halftime,
7: but I was I, – I, I figured you
1: guys might come back because, you know, and it, so we talked earlier with Jackson Jeff Zach, about the sort of the special bond, the special chemistry on this team, and that was part of what happened today, wasn't it?
7: I, I think so. Uh, the, as you're like, as you're talking about him, I'm just thinking, myself, like, man, I, I love that guy. Yeah, I love that guy. And, and uh, there's probably 20, 25 guys on this team. That, as soon as you mention their name, I, the first thing that, that I think of was, man, he's a great guy. I, just, I love that guy, right? So, you know, everybody had each other's backs. Yeah. Um, it, and we got out of there with a the win. It's just it, there was some adversity, you know, and great teams find a way to finish. And, and uh, we all hung in there together and, and got out of there with the win. Defense with a huge stand there at the end. You know, Nick Dembski on a gutsy play call, you know, from Buck there. Yeah. Uh, to, to put it, you know, put it into his hands on a sweep, um, closing it out there. And, um, you know, our guys kept their cool all game. You know, that, that organization, you know, wants to, you know, guys out there they're gonna you know be dirty and, and and do all those things so thought our guys did a good job all night in that in that respect
2: Zach you ever been on another team before that's committed six turnovers and and ended up winning the game or is that what makes this team
7: special the, the fact that they could overcome that degree of adversity I, I don't know if, if I ever have but uh, yeah I, th- I think that's one of the things that make us special and, and uh, again it's just about the guys that uh, have been brought in here and, and you know obviously the leaders in the locker room and you um, Again, I, I, I really I don't think I've ever been a part of a, a team that I, I truly you know care about you know, so many of my teammates and, and I'm truly just uh, you know, honored to be their teammates. I, I could you know rip off a list here and, and talk for 10 minutes about so many guys and uh, it's just a really special group.
1: Well, when we're talking about players like that, uh, what about Andrew Harris who sort of comes off the, the sickbed uh, out of nowhere out of nowhere and does what he
7: did. Yeah, you know, he, uh, you know, Andrew, uh, obviously you guys know even more than, than I do how special he is. And, uh, you know, this week of practice, he just looked he looked young. You know, he was out there moving around and, um, you know, looking like the – I don't want to say the Andrew Harris of old, but just, you know, he, he had a little pep in his step. You yeah. know, and none of us really knew what to expect because we hadn't seen him out there in a long time. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, for, for me personally, after watching him practice, you know, I knew he was going to bring a lot to the table tonight. And uh, as I always say, you know, just the kind of, you know, person he is, you know, in the locker room, uh, in the huddle and and on the field, uh, you know, really does a lot for us. So uh, I love that guy and, you know, obviously really happy for him and for him to be able to do these kind of things in front of his his family and his friends here in his hometown is is really special. Sure. You
1: know, we talk about Harris and Jeff Code and the, the great catches that Darvin Adams and the Kenny
7: Lawler made Kenny Lawler catch was ridiculous. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, he, I, I think he like when, I think he kind of felt what I was thinking. I, you know, I I couldn't really see in front of me, and I knew that I had to kind of you know, it. I, I'm not even sure I haven't seen the tape yet, but I kind of felt like there there might be a defender inside, so I threw it kind of to his back shoulder, and um, I, I've seen him make so many catches like that, and mm-hmm. uh, when I threw it initially, I'm like, shit, Like that's not going to be caught, you know, and uh, I heard the crowd go, ooh, you know, something like that, and uh, <laughs> just, you know, just Kenny being Kenny, and then Darv, um, you know, Darv, Darv do, doing Darv things, and and uh, it was a, an unbelievable job from Nick Dembski, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing his job on that play, and then uh, Darv and Phil sliding right in there and making that catch, and. Getting us into uh, position to, to to go ahead there.
1: So, uh, you had some good times in Hamilton earlier in your career. You're going to play a great Cup game there against the Tie Cats. It's pretty cool, eh?
7: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I can't yeah. wait. I yeah. can't wait. It's gonna, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, have some family there, and uh, Bob. Just, I, I, before you know, I can, I can kind of sense it that you're, you're writing me off here and, and getting me uh, getting close, getting yeah. me off the air. But uh, <laughs> we're you know, almost done. <laughs> you know, I, I have a list here in front of me of, of all these different things. Like, you know, thanks for everything, Bob, and happy retirement. But <laughs> I, just, uh, I just, I just, I want to tell a quick story. My, I think my first. First, uh, my first action here—I don't—I can't remember if it was a preseason game or if it was a, uh, a regular season game—and I was due to play a little bit. I don't know if I was starting or just coming off the bench, but Bob's got this, and everybody listening knows this about Bob, um, even more so than I do. But you just have this kind of aura about you, <laughs> and uh, I felt like I've known you my whole life the first time I talked to you. And this was like 2013, 2012, right? So. Um, you know it's been truly a an honor for me to be in this organization and to be around you you know every day um, to get to talk to you not just on the air but off the air to shake your hand and uh, you know I, I know that you're gonna enjoy retirement I know you, I know you'll miss being around here I know they got they got seats already <laughs> tucked away from you tucked away for you all over the place in this building and uh We love you, and, uh, man, I would have been really disappointed if we didn't pull that one out for you tonight, so
1: thank God. (laughs) I appreciate that, uh, Zach. I wish I had more time to spend around you because uh, you are a total class act and a great competitor. It's funny that interview you talked about. You were with the Argos, and I remember – you know, when you were becoming a free agent, and I remember saying, hey, you know, maybe you'll wind up in Winnipeg. Well, you wound up in Hamilton, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took you a while to get here, but we're glad you arrived, Zach.
7: I'm very happy for that. I'm very <laughs> thankful for that. Yes, sir. Right. Thanks,
1: Zach. Appreciate it. We'll see you in Hamilton next week.
7: All right, guys. Take care.
1: Zach, is so is the Blue Bombers. twenty-one seventeen winners over, Hamil- over Hamilton, over Saskatchewan in the West Final. They'll play Hamilton in Hamilton in the Grey Cup. You're listening to Recycle Everywhere, Blue Bomber football on 680-CJOB. Well, it's a sports doubleheader on CJOB today, and when our postgame show ends at the top of the hour, we'll head you over to Canada Life Centre for the Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Paul Edmonds with the play-by-play. Those final numbers we gave you earlier brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage, they build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. We just got a call from a fan. There's a big uh, traffic tie-up, and apparently there's a check stop as you leave investors group field. So just alert everybody to that. Let's take some phone calls at 780 Jim, you're on the post game show. Go ahead, Jim.
8: Yes, hello. Uh, I'd like to, first of all, say to Bob, we have a group of people here in St. James that uh, have loved listening to your broadcasts over the years, and uh, we got together to listen to your play-by-play today, and we want, wanted to wish you a uh, uh, happy retirement, and uh congratulations on an outstanding um, Hall of Fame career. We had uh, uh a Saskatchewan fan with us today <laughs> who hung in there very well and a big bomber fan of all of us Stan the lady. So we just all of us just wanted to say uh congratulations and best of luck. Uh we have a question for you though, or sure. not though. Um in the fourth quarter uh there's about three three four minutes left. So, right. uh, Saskatchewan threw, looked like a first down. Um, uh, the bomber coach wanted to challenge the play, a catch made, and yet uh, the play wasn't challengeable or he did not throw the challenge flag. And we were wondering what happened in that situation.
1: Well, that's the one where Duke Williams went down and caught the ball. It was automatically reviewed by the command center. So Mike O'Shea didn't have to challenge as to whether or not it was a catch. We thought he might challenge that it was pass interference by Duke Williams on Nick Taylor. But uh, he opted not to. I think after he'd seen the replay two or three times, he realized that he wouldn't win that challenge. But he didn't have to challenge on whether or not it was a catch. The, the command center immediately reviewed that play.
8: Okay, so that's what happened. Okay, yeah. thank you very much. And best of okay. luck in retirement. Well, and thanks, thank you Jim. for a great career.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Cindy, you're on the post game show on CJOB. Go ahead, Cindy.
0: Hi, Bob. I, I wanted to say that I would love to hear you and Doug uh, call the game on Bonfire Sports, if you guys can arrange that with Darren and uh, um, Chris. Um, but uh, I also wanted to tell you that uh, we're going to miss you dearly, Bob, and we love you.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. There's no way that Doug and I will be able to call the Grey Cup game. It's on uh, another network, and we have no control over that sort of thing, and that's just the way it is. And uh, it's, it's all about broadcast rights, and we don't have them for the Grey Cup game, and we'd love to do it, but uh la vie, as they say. Nate, you're on the post game show. Go ahead, Nate.
5: Hey, Bob. Uh, I just want to say shout-out to the boys today for, you know, Correcting their errors and Mm -hmm. dealing with adversity
0: today to win the game, but uh, personally, to you, thank you for taking my call from all these years from Cleveland.
1: I oh yeah, I I forgot you're from Cleveland. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've been spoiled
5: with some great broadcasters in Cleveland in all the Cleveland sports, but you, sir, are the best. So enjoy your retirement. It is well
1: deserved. Thank you, Nate. And I'm so happy to have known you. Yeah, thank you. It's very nice. Appreciate it. Postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center. Build with confidence. You know, Doug, a lot of teams, I, I think it says how special this team is, that they turned the ball over six times and never once Wavered. was their confidence shaken. They just kept plugging away and fighting away and doing what they've done all season long, knowing, I guess, in their hearts that... They
2: could still have things turn out right. You know how good you have to be to overcome six yeah. turnovers in professional football. Like yeah. that is on that is a death sentence for you oh, yeah. a, as a team. You want to talk about a way to lose a game? It's you know if there's a, a differential of two plus two or mm-hmm. minus two in terms of the turnover scenario, you're off. You're going to lose that game ninety yeah. percent of the time. So true. let alone six. Okay, so you know it's the. It's a collective effort. By obviously, it's it's a three-phase game. It's what the defense did, but it's also that things like that snowball, right? Mm-hmm. You're and you're in there offensively. I've I've seen offenses myself firsthand. They're just done. They're disintegrated. They can't do anything right in this game, right? Four or five turnovers before the half, and uh, it's taken away points. Fourteen-point swings. Yeah. There's just no recovering, right? There's no coming back from that. It shows you the, the depth of character. It shows you the culture of this football team and uh, their resiliency more than anything to be able to overcome that because that is a, a testament in itself, right? Very few could ever do that.
1: Yeah, we've talked often about how special this group is this year and when they won in that nine-game winning streak, but I think even today with the adversity they face to come back and win the game uh, in these conditions against a tough, hard-nosed Saskatchewan team, just underlines again how special they are. The Bombers beat the Riders in a thriller 21 17 in the West Final. 780 6868. We'll come back and take more of your calls. You're listening to Recycle Everywhere Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. So the Bombers head to the Grey Cup on Tuesday. They'll start practicing in Hamilton on Wednesday. The game is Sunday against the Tiger Cats, who beat the Argos today. 27-19 in the East final. Here it was the Bombers, 21-17 over the Riders in a hard-fought battle. Take a few more phone calls. Ben, you're on the post-game show. Go ahead, Ben.
0: Hey, hey, Bob. Thank you so much for having me. And just want to quickly say um, how, how much of a privilege it's been to listen to you over the years. I got to meet you one time back in the day, and it was. Uh, I'm really glad I got to meet you. I hope uh, hope your replacement is half as good as you are. Um, just. Just wanted to quickly touch on coaching, I think, in this game. I'm a Rough Rider fan myself, so um, when I was talking about, uh, you know, when the rosters, how they stack up on paper, you know, the Bombers are the superior team on paper, and it had to come down to coaching today, and there's just a couple key moments in this game I thought we really missed out. Um, second, second and eight in the second quarter, I believe it was, second and eight, second and nine, we had it near the red zone, and we called a screen play that just seems like such a first down such a first down play and why don't you take a shot at the end zone at that point we're up a field goal I think it's 10 seven at that point why aren't we taking a shot to the end zone mm. um, and then also um, at the end of the first half there the clock management um it's two we get two timeouts in the first half two timeouts in the second half is that is that correct
1: I don't think it's two in each half <laughs> I've lost okay. track of what the timeout rule is anyway you, you thought they should have, have taken a timeout well.
0: We should have taken at least one timeout. if yeah. you're not going to take a timeout, don't yeah. waste nine, ten seconds on the clock. You know right. you got to have two plays in the huddle. or something You know, and then on that third down play there at the end of our drive there on the final drive, why aren't we sending one or two guys over the middle? Why are we making Cody Fajardo throw 15 yards to complete a three-yard play in the All
1: wind? Right. So Ben, your bottom the- line here is you're not happy with Saskatchewan's coaching.
0: Well, not necessarily that because I really love Craig Dickinson, I really okay. do, and I and I still think that Jason Moss is eons better than um, our previous offensive coordinator. No disrespect to him, but um, you know. All right. Well, listen, was, Ben, we're
1: going to leave it there because we got a bunch of other callers we want to get to, but we appreciate the call. Okay, thanks, appreciate it, Dustin. You're on the post game show. Go ahead, Dustin.
8: Hey Bob, it's Dustin in Winnipeg here.
1: Yeah, how you doing?
8: Great, great, great.
5: I just want to say congratulations to you first off, okay? Thank you. Uh, Mate, I was a little bit shocked to find out you were born in Saskatchewan.
1: Well, we all have to be from somewhere. He's recovered well. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. But you're so Manitoban, you know?
1: Yes, I am.
5: I love that about you, and I I just want to say I was never worried about our boys tonight. Um, Good luck to them again in in, uh, Hamilton. We're going back to back to back.
1: Okay, good. Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate the call. All right, Kate, you're on the post-game show with Doug and Bob on hey. CJOB.
8: Good evening, Hi, gentlemen. What Hi. a send-off, Bob. Hey. Yeah, what a great <laughs> oh game.
1: God. Yeah, it was I fantastic.
8: I watch that game like I do horror movies with my eyes closed most of the time. <laughs> i pretty excited. Doug and uh, I
1: closed our eyes a couple of times, too. We <laughs> <You> were scratching <laughs> was, our
8: heads uh, we, a
2: few times as well.
8: We exercise the ghost of 72. There's no stopping us now. On okay. to the cup, pass. What do you think is the biggest challenge with a Hamilton, who I was surprised ended up winning their game? I thought it was going to be Toronto for sure. I'll well, hang up and listen.
1: Okay, the defensive line is the strength of the Ticats. Uh, their defensive front is outstanding. It, uh, I don't know if it's as good as Winnipeg's. Probably not, but it's, it's pretty comparable. They're really good up front on defense. I don't know Dane Evans pretty
2: good. Yeah. Too. Yeah.
1: Dane Evans took over at quarterback uh, they pulled Mazzoli so I assume they'll go with Evans in the game I don't know but uh, I would think the Bombers are going to be made favorites again Doug how could they not be?
2: Yeah it looks very similar to what we saw in 2019 right yeah. there's a lot of uh, a lot of those components and pieces are there for both teams so it's yeah. uh it's an interesting rematch uh the only difference the big difference being it's a home game now. For yeah. the Tiger Cats, right? Yeah, that's true. And that uh, that can go a long way sometimes. Yeah,
1: Luke, you're on the post game show with Bob and Doug. Go ahead, Luke. Here, Hello, Luke. Are you there? I'm here, Bob.
8: Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Uh, I'm just uh, I just want to say thank you on behalf of all the cabin drinkers that you would always take in and accept our calls about whatever the hell was going on.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
8: I know, All right. I know it's not. I know it's not cabin season, sir. But hey, we're there. We're there, right. and we're going.
1: Let's do it. Okay. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate the call. Okay. You know, Zach Heller's referenced one call late in the game, Doug. That uh, that Buck Pierce made when he called a sweep to Dempsey with a minute left. Remember, uh, and he ran for about 17 yards and a first down. That was, you know, it's one of those sort of plays that you, you kind of forget about in a game like this the way it ends but uh that was really a cool call at that point yeah, it I mean, worked we, beautifully
2: we talked all game about you got to do something they're not expecting right yeah. and, and i was like oh maybe a qb draw from zach claris we, we won't see that and it was a lot smarter the call they actually ended up <laughs> making right D- yeah. demsky because we hadn't seen that and no. they'd gone away from that and you're like oh that's not going to happen in this game and it's all timing, too, right, on sure. your on your play calls. And, uh, yeah, that was fantastic. It was, it was a great job. We'll come
1: back and wrap it up. You're listening to Recycle Everywhere, Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Hockey's coming up. Doug Brown, it's been a slice for the last decade to work with you. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you.
2: Well, that uh, that is my honor, my privilege, Bob. It's uh, I've known you since 2001 as a player, and I've gotten to know you even more. I just want you to know regardless of whether you're retiring or not, we can still drink beer after football games. That's very important for me, (laughs) and uh, it has just been incredible being part of your ride, my friend.
1: I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's been a great ride for me, and I've loved every second of every year of every game, and I'll say one last time, hockey's coming up. Thanks for joining us today on the Blue Bomber Football Network.